Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, there we are. Morning. Check my things going. We've got a picture. Morning, we? morning, morning. We've got a beautiful picture it's of that gorgeous. without us. It's absolutely gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, let's go. It's beautiful. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, we're in country. We're doing it on a... This is a Sunday morning record. Yeah. Unusual for us, very unusual. Yeah, we, we don't run on Sundays, not like you guys. Not together, Probably no. with these, uh, with these uh, um, uh, marathons coming up, we'll go for our little run. Yeah. We're in kind of kinship and uh, solidarity with people going further and further and well, further. Well, there's so many people. On their feet for hours. Well, I was waiting uh, this morning. It was just really inspiring seeing so many people out on a Sunday runs. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it can be a jumping straight in, but it can be a tough time as well. If you're training for your first marathon, yeah, and I think a lot of people are, well, they will be this time of year because there's all the autumn marathons, including this year, the London Marathon. And, um, you know, you get to a point in training where it, it feels a bit thankless. Yes. Not necessarily, but I think just heads up. Has is that, is that it, where you are now? Is it? It's not where I'm at. It's just I think it was uh, Nicola saying online the other day, and, and other people just kind of like, well, I ran for ages. Yeah. And now I feel tired and yeah. <laughs> bored and achy. And, you know, I, did, and I still didn't run the length of a marathon. Is it, isn't it going to be really hard, you know? And there's a real element to that, isn't there, that when you're getting yes. your mileage up? Yeah, it's it, this kind of bump of... It can be a bit drab at times. Yeah. And it's a bit like... It's really weird how I always come back to comparing a marathon to being pre- pregnant. But it's a bit like getting to that bit where you probably think you're ready to have the baby because you're just sick of being pregnant. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, really yeah. it's just a bump of... Uh, you've got to get over because the real... You know, it's kind of like the top of the uh, climb, but you still haven't gone up the mountain. Yeah, you, you know you, what I mean? Yeah, you, you sort of peak training phase. Yeah. And you're tired all the time, and you're not tapering yet. And this is the training for the marathon, isn't it? Yeah, This yeah. is where you earn t- miles 20 to 24 or whatever. Exactly. This is, this is the, 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 the chunk of it. Of course, on the day, you get to finish, and you get to go, yay! And yes. you get to stop, and all those kind of positive release closure elements yeah, aren't but now available just, to the trainer. Now you're just training. Yeah. And it is that thing I always say to myself when... 
things that are tough. Any kind of training, like, I don't know, a tough plank or a running at the wrong time of day, you know, running in, in the afternoon or something being making a park run really difficult. I always think this is the training. Yeah. And basically the bit where you're fighting it and you carry on. Yes. This is when you learn the most. Because that is what a, a lot of the day is about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we're running on beautiful sunny uh, morning through the leaves of Frinsby Park. And sure, some of these leaves are down because it's been a very dry summer. But we're just a couple of days from September. Autumn's coming, isn't it? It is. It does feel like uh, slightly the end of summer, doesn't it? Yeah. That's how it feels this weekend. Bank holiday weekend. Yeah. My kids are warming up for for carnival. Yeah, right. Sunday, Monday. I, I, heard, I heard on the radio this morning a couple of people going to that. I think it was going to be quite live. I've actually got a sort of... I think it could be pretty crazy, actually. I don't know. It's the first carnival for a couple of years, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think it could be quite lively, that one. They're predicting high numbers. Yes. Yeah. There will be high numbers. Also, I was out going but across I won't be town yesterday. Yeah. And you know, so, so many people... Are, I mean, don't know if it's carnival or summer or end of summer or bank holiday weekend. People absolutely... Football... Everyone's yeah. coming out of uh, Arsenal, singing on the train. And, uh, was it busy, was it? An atmosphere of... Incredibly busy. And all the travel was off. Uh, trains, some stations closed. But I got on the, went to get a tube home and it was like, next tube, this is like 11 o'clock on Friday, Saturday night. Next tube is in 40 minutes. Wow. What? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy talk. It's like an atmosphere of sort of barely concealed... <laughs> chaos isn't it yeah yeah sort of society sort of overflowing yeah, yeah. hence my uh, not misgivings but just concerns concerns about carnival yeah, yeah I just think it could be a bit uh, socially unresty possibly yeah well let's, I think that uh, let's not l- last week I uh, said I was going to be at Porth Call Park Run so if you went there looking out for Rob which I'm sure Loads of you did. I think a lot of them did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they I had a minute silence before when I searched the park for you. I think there was <laughs> talk of half a million at Porthcourt Park <laughs> last week. I didn't Society go. Society overflowing. I didn't go. The right. Leaving London last Friday was very, very difficult. There was like go. all kinds of things going on. Right. With broken hire cars and lost deposits and train strikes. So you didn't make it? Jobs. Didn't. Anyway, it took... It took all day long to get on holiday. A holiday place we were expecting to get to sort of early evening. Right. We got to it at midnight. Oh, my goodness. And I said to my wife in the car, I was like, nearly there. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to go to the park run tomorrow. Yeah. She gave me a look as if to say, what are you one, you're about? not going to go. <laughs> Two, yeah. why were you ever going to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three, not going I don't want you, you to go. Yeah. And, uh, and anyway, I woke up the next morning. I was woken in this beautiful holiday cottage. Absolutely, one of the quietest places I've ever been. Beautiful. And I was woken by the rain. I was only woken by it because it was heavy, heavy rain. And it was about 10 to 9. And I'll admit... Too I late. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to sleep. Yeah. So there we are. Missed that one. But then, but then you, I saw you made Highbury yesterday. Yeah, I did, I did. So that's good. I haven't sat down with the diary yet to see if I've got time to get to uh, 100 by my birthday. It must be getting quite close now, because last time I counted it up, I had I could miss five weeks and still make it. Right. And I've missed several weeks since then. Yeah. So we'll see. An element of tension as the... So, milestone approaches. How's your running week been? It's actually been okay. I've read a uh, 
I've read a new book by a book called Jean Vidal, who's this French ultra runner. Yeah. And he talks about just doing loads of long, not doing loads of short runs, but just doing loads of them. Yeah. So I've just been short running every day, and then I've, I've, I've run every day for like the last eight, nine days. Great. Um, streak. But sometimes... That's why they call it the streak. Sometimes it's just been like... Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's just been like two or three miles. Yeah. And sometimes it's been five or six or yeah, whatever. good. But it's just getting into Teach that... Teach body to expect to be Yeah, just, just, just getting into that. And also try to run with the idea of... Um, Sorry, those guys are just feeling these coots in the reeds. Look at the reeds on the This is beautiful, isn't it? This is amazing. Also, running with the idea of... Feel, just feeling comfortable at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're just really slow, just enjoying it. Just getting. It's just a, just patience. Sad to say, just but it's patience. It's a little bit the opposite of running for three hours. I think it normally looks like. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Ultra training rather than marathon training. Yeah, it's well, it's sort of uh, just trying to accept the mindset of like, I'm not going to get faster. I don't even particularly want to try and get faster. I like running. Let's do more running, but just from a, gent- a bit of a gentle perspective. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. You need intention, don't you? That's, we were sort of talking about that pre- why. Pre, uh, pre-podcast. You need yeah. to know why you're doing certain stuff, including stand-up, writing, <laughs> running, everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, exactly. I've been having this, you know, when it comes down to it, it's very. I'm right on the cusp of the yin and yang of it at the moment because I still feel very uh, sanguine, very chill. Uh, as the young people say these days about yeah. um, post-racist stones. Yeah. But I'm aware that it's really taken my appetite for running away. That's interesting. And I sort of think, That's oh really yeah, well, I might as well. But it's not as bad as it sounds because possibly, I don't know whether I'm making too many claims to my personality and this is what everyone's like or it's very me. It's just, I'm just still doing it. Yeah. And I'm still, in a funny kind of way, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still training. I still feel fit. I just think, oh, yeah, well, might as well. It's just like something I've kept doing. Just kept doing, yeah. You know, I went off on this holiday last week to South Wales. Did that run I've told you about before. It's really one of my most favourite runs anywhere, you know. Right. It's absolutely beautiful. It's pretty dramatic. It's kind of traily, but it's really gentle. And it's like less than 10k. You know, it's like a gift. Just a nice run. Of a nice run, yeah. just to make you yeah. feel special and just like you've really ni- had a run. Just a nice run. It's just a nice run. <laughs> not a big training run, not part of any big thing. Just a nice run. And I went out on... Just a uh, gift from nature. Whenever it was, as soon as I could be bothered after skipping that park, I'm probably Monday. I went out and I was running in this favourite place. Yeah. Just as lovely as ever. Thinking, oh, God. And uh something started hurting, hurty, hurting. Go on then, sorry mate. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, check it out. And um Yeah, so I thought it was just a weird feeling of thinking this is nice to be here, this is a beautiful yeah. scene. But I'm not sure I can, you know, like fa- just fair thinking about the run, fair enough. Yeah. Like why aren't I loving this? I mean I think I call other people on this all the time. People say, I'm just not feeling it at the moment. And I think, of course you're not. It's life. You know, you don't, you're not going to love it all the time. But it's a weird feeling when you have it yourself. It's that thing of, uh, in, the, in the Murakami book where he talks about, and he did, he did the 60-mile run. Yeah. At the end of it, he, he felt like he'd reached the end of running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, I don't know if you feel like that. I mean, obviously, I got nowhere near it because I barely reached the start. <laughs> reached the start that weekend. Well, I but think... you went further into that kind of run, 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 run for light. Do you know what I mean? Just running, just yeah, plodding and, and I, running and running. You, you're making me. I think I'm finding something here, Paul, thanks to you and Haruki Murakami. Because, yes, absolutely. But the funny thing about that was, I never, I really, the more, the more zen I get, the less it's ever about finish lines. You talked about the imaginary finish line before. Yes. Seeing, yeah. uh, when I see finisher written in capital letters on the T-shirt now, I think, right. oh dear. Okay. It's a bit negative. <laughs> right. Rather than well done, you finish something. Right. You know, so when I got to the end of the Race of the Stones, it's a bit like getting to the point where you can regularly plank for quite a long time. Yeah. You realise by getting there that you could just keep pushing that and pushing that and pushing that. And if you run 100 kilometres, you could run 110 kilometres or yes. 200 kilometres or 250 kilometres or plank for seven minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. You know, and I, mean, I know I'm not saying I could do these things. It's just that that you quest could reach the state where you to could. reach the peak of the mountain. Right. There is no peak of the mountain. Yeah. As humans, you know, you're just creating a hunger and then feeding it. And if, yes. you, yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. careful, you just... The appetite, you know what I mean? There's just more and more beyond. Yes. There's always, There's always something else. You have to let it go. So there is that sense of recognizing the kind of almost permanent run mm. and letting it go. But I didn't feel like I'd come to the end of it. Plus, this is my realization back there. Yeah. Because it knocked it out of me, and particularly not straight away, I felt absolutely fine for days. Yeah. So the whole thing is quite disconnected. Right. But... Uh, Say I three weeks think we can cross here, after the Race of the Stones. Yeah. I'm like, I, uh, you know, I, I realise that I'm sort of de- uh, injured, unfit. Also, it's not just the Race of the Stones, it's the summer, you know? Yes. I haven't yeah. done as much training this summer, certainly haven't done as much exercise. Right. Done a lot of holidaying, done a lot of lager drinking. Basically, the old injuries in my legs are quite complainy. Right. And, uh, and I'm, I'm heavier than I normally am. Excuse me. Right. And, uh, and I realise now that that is that feeling of blur, of physical roughness. That's what's keeping me running. It's like a warning light. Right. You know, if I stop running now, spiritually, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I'd do with myself. It's such a habit. But it doesn't feel like I'd miss it that much. But I think my body would fall apart. You feel like it's a bit of a... Maybe because it's where you came from beginning. Do you feel like it's part of a process of staving off something? Or yeah, although again, possibly. that's quite far but that's away. that's a long time ago It's a now, really long it? time ago, but it is always strange to me when I see that now as part of my modern life rather than, yeah, suddenly turning into my younger, bigger, unfitter self. Yeah. I, I'm sort of aware that that's gonna, not going to happen anymore, but that in itself is scary because, well, we're always moving forward into the future, whatever it might be. Hey? It's sort of a... Uh, Lovely clear water, look. It's an interesting state for you to be in, though, isn't yeah, it? Because you're, you're often very sort of linear. One race ends, the prep for York Marathon begins, and then yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. do And the fact that whatever. I've got two marathons in the future is, and in the near future, by the way, yeah, yeah, is, uh, yeah, yeah. it's really useful. You know, it just gives me gives shape to my... Uh, right. And purpose to my running, even while I'm... Feeling detached from it. Detached, but, that's the word. But there's no sort of... Uh, there's no sort of goal for those marathons that uh, seems obvious. I or mean, is there? You tell from me. From here, I would say uh, I'd like to be uh, 
fully fit again for them and I'd like to do them quite fast. Right, okay. So that is a goal really, isn't it? Right. I mean, here's where I'm at. I went on this holiday, went out on that run, my favourite run, I thought, I'm not loving this. Went out and did it again yeah. a couple of days later with my wife, which is wonderful. And then before I came home and went out and did it, I say it's five and a half miles. Right. So the third time I went and did it and turned back and did it in the opposite direction to give myself a 11 mile right, okay. gentle trail training run for my next half marathon, which is next weekend. Right. In other words, I'm not slacking on the running. Right. And then I got to park run, which, um, you know, all those injuries and things, they're getting better. My park run was very much back on the improvement trail. Right. Not as fast as I was earlier on in the year, but a good minute or so faster than I was in Nottingham a couple of weeks before. Right, okay. And, uh, and felt it, you know, felt strong, ran hard. So it's all there. It's just funny, that lesson of just plugging on. Yeah. Keeping on going. Trust the process. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and I checked out the old uh, parkrun results. And, um, yeah, they're good. It's always nice when you come up quite high up in your age category. Yeah. But I kind of saw the other side of that. I was thinking, yeah, that's because that'll drop off over time. I yes, mean, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite high in my age category at a hybrid at the weekend. And I think that, um, one, it's because there's hardly anyone there my age. <laughs> yeah, let's do, <laughs> let, let's, let's do it as you get older. Living yeah. their lives and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but I wonder, if it's 45 to 50, then I see myself coming in. Well, there may be more people do it again as kids grow up and move away and stuff. But from my birthday, it might start to see really good results and then really see them those results disappear. Yeah. <laughs> you the know. 50 to 50, because you'll be in 50 to 55, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean... It becomes a sort of attritional process because people... Obviously, there's loads of runners at every age group, but people do drop out. Yeah. I mean, like Gavin... Uh, Heathside's one of the best runners in the country in the over 60s. Yeah. And he was, he's always been a good runner, but he wasn't one of the best in the over 40s. No, no, right. Uh, so he's got a body that suits long distance running into old age, which is quite a big thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's also... He do you uh, need I'm anything? I'm all right, I'm fine, I'm okay. If you okay. do, it's fine. Are you all right? No, I kind of want to get a picture, but I'll just get okay, it from here because we can't run in there, of uh, yeah, so but he's so got a body. He's got a body who can handle lots of training at the so age of sixty, which is unusual, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Well, I think maybe it's and the desire to do so. But maybe it's less unusual than we think. I think that the this combination of getting older and your body changing and your running changing, it's a complicated offer. It's yeah. a three-dimensional thing. It's like the only way to. Well, it's like the only way to compute it for our simple brains is we'll get old and we'll get slow. Yeah. But it's, it's much more. A dynamic process than that. I mean, for example, I think in the coming months, I will get faster than I am right now. Yes, yeah. And I think I have potential to get, you know, really quite fast, get some good times that I haven't seen for a while. And yet I also won't ever be as fast as I was when I started out. Yeah. And when in turn I was quite old. You know, it's, it's a dialogue. Yeah, it is, yeah. There's someone... Look, there's someone out there canoeing across the reservoir. Beautiful, yeah. Fantastic. No fishing. 
need no fish. It's so, nice yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's sort of working out what you want as you get older. You want to enjoy it. You want to... You want to it's always a nice sensation to feel like you're running fast. Yep. Even if you're not running as fast as you used to, you still, you still feel your, your speed, don't you, in relative yes. to, yeah, yeah, as you yeah. say, where you were a few months ago or whatever it's still good fun yeah you know? i mean i love that it's, it's just a bit like and sometimes with real training and going fast you think of the car you know peak fitness being having your car kind of purring away at the curb i feel like an old car when i go to park right now because i just find that gear you know yeah. and literally it's that wonderful thing i have with park run is the the psychological journey of not wanting to do it you know yeah, yeah. half seven on a saturday morning no! Oh my God! No! And it's this summer, like, I can literally, I'm limping, my knee hurts, I'm knackered, I'm asleep. And then sometimes, like, running to park run, run a few miles, thinking, oh, sluggish, it's yeah. 28 degrees, oh my God. And then the person goes, three, two, one, and I go like this. And then you're off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't yeah. help it. Yeah. And it just, it's just, it's... It's automatic. Yes. I always I say to myself, I say to my wife, I just go slow. I'm just getting the numbers. I can I can run chat around it this week, you know. And then it just happens and you just goes off. Yeah. Good I fun. nearly fell over at Parkrun on Saturday. What hybrid? Yeah. At what point? It was the. Uh, I always worry about them. There's a big hole in the pavement near the near the playground. Yeah. And there's a hole in the grass on the kind of start and finish bit. And they warn you about those. And there's marshals standing next to them. Thank you, marshals. Thank you. But at the top of the hill, top of the loop, there's some of those pavement bumps you get with tree roots. Yeah. And I always worry about the the low scuff. Yes. You know, when just the ball of your foot They're catches dangerous. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you mean you're going downhill quite fast. And I always get the fear there. And as we say, there's a few leaves on the ground. They warned us about those as well. So thank you, marshal. But uh, Thank you, Marshall. it happened. My foot caught an unseen oh. pavement colour bump. Oh. I didn't fall, but I did go like this. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good you didn't take a tumble. Oh, yeah. Well, it would have been something of a dive, for sure. Although, I probably would have got up, up again and said I was all right before, yeah, no, I'm all right. before it hit the ground. I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm fine, I'm fine. I said, don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. So yeah, and was it was it busy? Was it uh, quieter this week? Right, I think a lot uh, of people on holiday. A lot of people are away, and also last couple of times I've been other park runs. Thank you, haven't been on because of festivals. Right, so there's often a lot of influx from Finsley Park and Alexandra Palace. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, I make the super super fast run. I wasn't there. Is the heavy breathing sort of barefoot man? Does he still go? <laughs> I think you imagined him. <laughs> um, I didn't see any bare feet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's my friend, uh, my daughter's friend's dad, who's often there. It's a good guy. I like to see him on a Saturday morning. He wasn't there. Right. I told you about him because he, he makes a lot of noise and he's also really tall. Okay. So yeah. I've learned the first time I was there, I looked around. He's a little bit slower than me. I looked, so I looked around at the finish line, see him coming in. and thought, I wonder if I can spot him. Yeah. And then here he comes, foot tall and everyone else going, <laughs> Yes, I should be able to spot him. And last time I was there, he came in 
in a little race. He's always in a, you know, I talk about this in such a kind of oblique kind of, I was kind of pacing someone next to me and overtook me and overtook them. Yeah. He always comes in next to someone. You know, right, he's always on the race, going, yeah. Come on! Yeah. Come on! <laughs> and he went, he literally, someone took him on the line and he fought really hard. And he was going, come on! Come on! Oh, yeah! I thought he was going to lie down and have a cigarette. I really did. He's a parkrun pain in the ass. He's a parkrun <laughs> pain in the friend. ass. He's my noisy Come friend. Come on! Oh. Come on! Oh, yeah. Come on! Oh, Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Although I saw someone... Uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw someone post uh, some footage of them finishing the uh, UT, the, the uh, Ultra Mont Blanc at the... Oh, and, yeah. uh, out sprinting a, a guy who's running in with his two kids, his two little toddlers... Were like running in with him at the end of a hundred kilometres in one stage, yeah, like massive up and downs, real ascensions, and real just really tough. Course, so he's doing the last hundred metres with his two toddlers, yeah, and then this fella just sprints past him with like 10 metres to go. <laughs> and there's loads of uh, comments on Twitter, going, they deserve that, you should never slack up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, but funny, they were being funny with it, they didn't mean it, <laughs> no, but it was like it was just funny, it was just funny, you know, yeah, yeah. People are just funny, aren't they? Yeah, and again, it's <laughs> habit, isn't it? It's got to be. The, yeah. I'm gonna smash it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit like um, uh, it's like uh, that old uh, Peter K comedy in the advert where he just have it, have it. Yeah, <laughs> it taps into something, doesn't he, he it? Something did, very yeah. male, if you will. Yeah, it's just uh, everyone playing football, and he just, if you haven't seen it, he just hammers the football just out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, ball's lost, game's over. But um, I don't like it when people run in and then slow down. You're like, if, if you're <laughs> going to go past me for an extra five seconds, don't then lose three of them on the last six feet to the line. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Finish lines are a bit of a thing, aren't they, for me? I really need to shake well, it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Coming so down. all the holidays are finished. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, that I looks like a sort yeah, of someone's fallen. Some kind of medical yeah. situation, doesn't it? There's a lady outside. I was just going to say, we're on a nice green lanes by the. Uh, just laying down in the, re- in the recovery position. Someone's fallen or had a collapse, and she's staying down. They'll be waiting for the ambulance. They've yeah. made her comfortable. The ambulance will be along sometime early next yeah. week. That was odd. That was. What kind of music Man, was it? Into the park with what, ca- what kind of music was that? Here, to you, to you. What to kind me, of music was to that? To me, to the dog. To you. Is, is it the dog's? I don't, Ball I skills. Know. Is it the dog's tennis ball? It's just ball? on the ground, I think. Someone lost it by mistake. Oh, oh. Those are the days. Which way do you want to go, left or right? Should we go left? Through the wood, into the woods. Um, yeah, that guy was a young, um, shaven-headed hipster on a bike with his speaker in the basket, and it was playing like a, like a bit of folk music. Yeah, it, it was nice actually, wasn't it? Yeah, but except I thought I was tripping. Thought I was dreaming it. I was tripping out. Yeah, so, so good times on holiday. Oh, fantastic. Cool. I mean, the kids. And you had a good result with her. Uh, uh, exam results. Yes, everything yeah. fantastic. Well done. She came home. Congratulations. She had holiday early. She worked really hard for a couple of days. She got what she deserved. Yeah. No, they were fantastic results, and she got a brilliant, awesome place in this new sixth form. And she was really stressing out about it. It's, the, it's a funny thing, you know. A lot of people are very. Um, what am I trying to say? High achievement, daughter. She's doing absolutely great. Yeah. But she's she's more complicated than that to academic. 
You know, she didn't just go into her room and got, get her head down. She wrestled with the whole concept of, like, study and revision. Right. Because it doesn't really square with her social nature. And she cracked it, you know. Both the kids, they've kind of learnt how to study, uh, which I, I never, I never yeah. did that. I mean, I think I have now. As much <laughs> from writing Edinburgh shows and doing Mastermind as anything. But right. certainly when I was their age, the maturity and discipline needed to master your subjects. And yeah. Just like training to recognise the weak areas and put the time in and work on those, to get yeah. stronger. I, I bow down to them. I think they're fantastic. They're better than me. I want to say they're better than us. I don't know about you. If you ever revised for anything or felt like you could. It, with, with me, I it was sort of... With me, it was sort of dependent on who I was going out with at the time. <laughs> and several girlfriends, both at degree level and A-levels, rescued me from utter failure. Yeah, and also... they you, worked hard. You're kind they? of dissing yourself, but I can also see that if they did say, this is what we should be doing, that you would be open to that and then embrace that. Yeah. While they were there to inspire you, at least. Yeah, I sort of went from... A few months before, English literature A-level being described as not a serious candidate right. by the teacher and getting thrown out of lessons and walking out of lessons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to doing okay. So, you know, but, you know, it's that sort of ability not wanting to revise. Just It's quite complex, isn't it? Yeah. The whole revision thing. Do you it want to? Complex, Do you want to compete? Do you want to... At a funny level, know. wouldn't you say that in British culture, the spirit of automatic rebellion, like we're... We, we rebel against authority unless otherwise stated. Yeah. This kind of left. Boaty kind of left face. in the generation after us. Somewhere around millennials. I mean, people still rebel. Of course they do. But they tend to rebel for reasons. Right. We were more... Just we were coming in at the end of the what have you got generation. Sort of instinctive. Yeah, yeah. Citizen Smith. Ronnie yeah. Barker. You just fight everything. The idea that you, the two things you can do at school are study hard or row with the teacher and walk out of lessons. Yeah. That felt quite natural at the time. Yeah. But I think our children and their friends would look at us going, what, 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 what are you doing? About? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they feel more that they're in a bit more of a sort of competitive society or that's going to well, be harder yeah. or, I don't know. Yeah. Did I, you see, I, I just I, saw a guy back there looking at his watch. He was quite a, a astute runner and it put... Uh, Memory in my head of Mark Watson. Love to Mark Watson, who, of course, he got, he got recently the, on the show... He got the COVID. Got the COVID for the last weekend of Edinburgh. He said, if, if, you know, if you were looking to punish me for... Did you hear Paul's feet going through the leaves there? That's autumnal and evocative, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he said, if you're looking to punish me for something in a past life, then putting me in Edinburgh, surrounded by the things I do, and, and then making me... And not being able not to do, them, do it. Look out the window and watch it, because... You couldn't do much better than that. So, here's to you, Mark. Hope you feel better. Yeah, Sorry hopefully about that. you're recovering, mate. Yeah. <coughs> Little hill there. We should have walked that. Up the sharp hill. Yeah, it feels like maybe the. I don't know whether it's just my timeline or it feels like something about. Edinburgh hasn't worked for an awful lot of people this year. Yeah, and it's um, funny because... I don't know whether that's true or not. I think I they know. tried it. I mean, when I was there, which was right at the beginning, it felt good, you know. Right. It felt very familiar. It felt... And that's obviously what they've gone for. Same old, same old, all the same things in the same places, you know. Yeah. But with a new contingent, new acts coming through, new shows, obviously. 
Can we go? And then, uh, yeah, I, the only thing I felt then was that there were maybe less people on the ground. And uh, as time has gone on, I mean, I think there's all kinds of things, isn't it? I think they tried to do it on the old model. And it, whatever way it is, it needs to change. Yeah. Elements of that have gone. You know, people, people do need an app to get to shows late. People yeah. don't need a last week of the fringe because it doesn't yeah. become full of media people and money like it used to in our day. Right. And, uh, and also, I think more fundamentally, people are just aware of the mental cost. Yeah. You know, acts yeah. have always gone up there for three and a half weeks and got to two, two and a half weeks and thought, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. But now with the internet and with people being aware of their mental health, people are saying, this is hard. Yeah. This isn't just costing me £15,000. It's costing me my mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Do you mind if we just keep looping and then just go back the same way? Do you mind? Yeah, should we do once more round and then go? Yeah, back? Yeah, oh, we yeah. can even just go back up the road to Finsley Park or... Yeah, I something. Think just, maybe just one more loop. I don't know. Uh, but the, yeah, and, and, and with that is, it's sort of the collapse of. Maybe it's because people are just being a bit more honest. But it's sort of the collapse of the fiction that it's all great as well. This yeah, sort of yeah, like yeah. there was always this. You know, Edinburgh was always been tough, but there's been this idea that if we constantly big it up no one will know and it kind of keeps it all going yeah, and we're all having a great out, time and out, right. you know now maybe people are thinking do you know what it's, it's yeah as you say it's really hard it's just the mentally honest, physically emotionally it's much more honest than it used to be yeah i mean you see people online saying it'd be really great if you could come to my show today because i've got important people in yeah i wouldn't I, I wouldn't never mind sharing that with the world 
Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to know that myself. Yeah. You know, and I said yeah, to my yeah. agent, don't tell me when the reviewers are in. Yeah. And I just go, la, 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 I'm the comedian. But I suppose, but also, I suppose that was a time where you'd sort of assume that some some reviewers would be there. Yeah, yeah. And now it's increasingly harder to, for acts of all levels to, don't know, to get people to get recognition. That's for the right. people, who it works. It works really well. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very small number, isn't it? Yeah, and again, it's a better people are better at being supportive communities. You know, in modern. Uh, media, young people doing comedy, doing internet stuff, doing sketch, doing all kinds of things, doing podcasts. They all watch each other and help each other out, and it's a community. Yeah. And we always did that, but again, not sure to what extent we admitted we were doing it, you know. Yeah. We're not saying that all our friends and people we know are coming to our shows, we're just saying audiences are great. Yeah. So, yeah, but when so you've got people thing, like uh, Richard Herring, Saying if I was starting now, I don't know whether I'd do Edinburgh. Yeah, that's that's massive, isn't it? Yeah, because he's Mister Edinburgh. Yeah, because he's done it. It's the model, well, isn't it? No, I yeah. still have that. I mean, it's a long time since we've taken a solo show up there, but it is ingrained in one that that's what you do. Yeah, in one as a comedian. Yeah, uh, and then you've got people who've done really good Edinburghs in the past, and and then. Still struggling anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all to do with numbers. There's a finite number of people on the ground coming to the shows. Yeah. I was talking to one of my acts the other day and saying, you know, that the audiences that are available, because, you know, they're doing all right. People are going. Yeah. You draw, draw like a, I don't know, like a rough demographic of the audiences. There's people who are there who really know their stuff. They've seen you before. They come and see you again. They come and see you at a package show and literally write your name down. Yeah. They show Tom in your diary, come to your show. Right. And then there's audiences of people who are out and about in the city on the weekend. And they go like, you know, properly sort of low level, may as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't share a worldview with the actor or even a sense of what a stand-up show necessarily might be. Yeah. And then... There's a kind of bit in the middle where people like they like stand up, but they're not obsessive comedy fans. It's not like a, watching comedy isn't a hobby or a life choice, but they do like the comedy and they're looking for a good show. Yeah. That third group feels like that group doesn't exist. Right. Like once you get to the end of people who are committed to Edinburgh, bought their tickets early and bought the train tickets, then you need people who are you need the barely invested at all. You need the walk Just to get the numbers up. Yeah. Because there's no middle ground of kind of, yeah, we're the walk-ups. We love the yeah. festival. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. And then you get the sort of, as I had one year, the two Estonian tourists with massive plastic bags on the front row, completely confused. Yeah. Just in the wrong show, totally. Brilliant. Yeah. That's good flying. That's Stay, what gets st- you those. Just staring at the open jawed for the first 20 minutes before walking out. Yeah, I did a show in a very posh venue in Newtown a few years ago. Not that many years ago. You know, anyway. And the... Uh, promoter had invited me up. I was, it was quite nice to have, I was thinking I might go, I might not go. Right. And the guy said, you should come to my venue. I'll make sure you have a good audience. I'll do you a good deal. It's lovely to feel so welcomed, you know. Yes. Yeah. And very unusual, don't get me wrong. Anyway, I did that and it was, it was true. They did ensure I had a good audience every day. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know who they were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like Deering fans are in the minority. Moneyed. Yeah. Tourists of a certain age were uh, were filling the the ranks. 
Yes. They were nice and they enjoyed it, but they seemed a bit bewildered. There's so many people in the world that great comics tap into yeah. that come to their shows. Once you sort of, you know, because, you know, we sort of exist on the sort of, you know, the dribs and drabs and we've got fans and stuff and, you know, but, but once you get into the, the McIntyre, Flanagan, sort of Peter Kay thing, just the lines and lines and lines. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and people who know you, they know, it, they know who you are. Oh, they've got yeah, that they know of, that version of you exactly. that's sold so well, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even at our greatest gigs, we still, we've never, you or I would always have to have an element of the, of the set that is going to convince a stranger. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is even, at, you know, our most, you know, highest profile tour shows in yeah, wherever yeah. they might be. I used to play in this game years ago. Ooh, good goal, mate. Good goal. Nice. That was nice. I used to come here and play. Sunday football. Yeah, Sunday football. But it's just sort of like an informal, informal game. Nice. Yeah. And then we went past just as there was a goal. Yeah. Either that was really lucky or someone's winning 14 nil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how's it looking the football season? It's looking, uh, it's looking really lively. There's loads of like mad results coming up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's looking. Re- I'm just so, I'm just so happy it's back. Yeah. I've just got to try and, I've just got to try and spend less time on Twitter. If there's a good game of football, that, it's almost like one and a half, two days for me just chatting to people on Twitter, looking at manager interviews, player interviews, reading reports. Yeah. Re- yeah. It's just. Got to get some distance on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and try to uh, eradicate American politics on my timeline as well. Yeah. Just, but just so it's running, comedy, screenwriting, football, and a few mates. Yeah, yeah. And just take any kind of stuff that's going to get me ratcheted up before breakfast out off my timeline. Yeah, because you never get that with the football. <laughs> no, but it's sort of... <laughs> it's a healthy place to put those Well, may, maybe. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Of course, it's a... Like you say, it, it's it, important it, to recognise that you can lose days at a time in these conversations. You, you absolutely can. Manchester United-Liverpool just takes up so much of my psychic energy. And, okay, uh, yeah, it's amazing. We just ran past this trip hazard route, but it is like a... It's like a runner's nightmare, this, isn't it? Yeah, that's, a, that's absolutely... It's the same colour as the ground. It's like a blade. Way to yeah. It's designed to take you down. Yeah, it is, yeah. Like your shoes in it making a miserable face. Where you are, they're miserable. Now, put your feet back where they look were. Out, look careful, let's just go through. Right where you sorry, are. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, 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 that's... A, absolutely. It's a killer. Just waiting to happen, yeah. Bastard. And there's that moment of... Feeling of utter idiocy as you start, as you start your fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, here I am again. <laughs> I keep coming back, not just for comedy, to this idea that when I fall, I'm already rationalising to fall away. Right. Because it's not just during the race of stones. It is every time. It's when I fell over on the cobbles on the canal, when I really hurt myself, by the way. Yeah. Just jumped up and the woman was going, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, sorry, I must have given you a fright. And like, look, <laughs> I was here with you and I fell in the mud. Yeah. And I was like, actually, it's really soft. Like, <laughs> I wanted to headbutt that tree. I know, what's, what's wrong with it? I think it ties in with what we were saying about anyway. I just don't think I'm as, um, I'm as honest as these as people yes. are these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With myself. 
It's I like just really wanted to of, of selling a PR version where everything's yeah. great. I really wanted to eat some gravel. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I like, yeah. to, get my, I like <laughs> yeah. to get my bottom jaw unhinged and just really scoop some up. Thank goodness. Yeah, I've been missing that. But seriously, this is how I live. I don't do. Uh, I get scared when I entertain things like, uh, you know, doubt, right, negativity. I haven't really got the skills. Well, I suppose it's to what extent doubt is negativity. Yeah. Whether it's something that should be fought against or something that should... Do you know what I mean? It's sort of... Yeah. Well, me and my daughter, she's very wise, so I'll bring her, bring her in at this stage. Yeah. We were in the sea last week. Right. Uh, in fact, opening more parentheses... Um, it's really interesting to talk to my wife about how, you know, this place we've got holiday in South Wales, we've been going since the kids were two and three. Right. And now they're 16, 17. And things change, you know? Yeah. And we were realising that we change. Yeah. You kind of assume that you're the same and they grow up. Absolutely not. It's no. much more complicated than that, isn't it? Yeah. And one of the things is that the main thing we do when we're there is we make it a massive priority to go in the sea. Yeah. We never used to do that. Yeah. We'd all have been too scared. It would be too choppy. It would be too cold. When the kids are small, we genuinely, you know, fair enough, we're worried about them. But me and my wife being in the cold water, I used to say, I must go in the sea. And it was just unprincipled to kind of prove a point. I didn't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd go in, get really cold and go, I did it. I went in. <laughs> and now it's that but all four of us. But now in the sea. When's, what time do we go to the sea today? You know? and, uh, and we all go in and there's... Some bodyboarding and swimming, and, you know. But we'll go, we've been in on rainy days when the waves are looking pretty rough, and it's you just do it's what you do. Anyway, really all important for my uh, for, for for Daisy last week because she was getting stressed about these exam results. Yeah, and the best thing she could do, properly, you know, calming, is to go in the sea because the sea is bigger than any exam results. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and we're in there and quite. I would say heavy swell. It wasn't like a perfect storm. You know, you can still stand in it and stuff. But no, big waves so that you're dealing with a wave every 10 seconds you're in the water, you know? Yeah. And we were just saying how... I was saying every wave is different, you know? Yeah. And, you, and it's, they make a mockery of you because you can be completely unprepared and get knocked off your feet. You can really panic about it and think, oh, I'm going to get it all in my face. Or you can dive into it, swim through it. It doesn't really matter. You know, you do what you like. Yeah. You're still going to come out the other side of it. It's, just, it's your choice how you live it. Yes. So the yeah, wave's yeah. just coming through. Yeah. And she said, yeah. And there's always another wave. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's absolutely, yeah. It's life, isn't it? That idea of being in something bigger than you is so important, isn't it? Yeah. And sort of censors you a bit, yeah. Yeah. Censors you and then knocks you over. And then knocks you over. Makes your lips go all sorts. Whilst. Slams water up your nose. Whilst supporting you as well, should you let it. My problem as is. As we go with the water absolutely. metaphor. We're just, we, we were comparing every way you could attack the wave. Attack is too negative a word. Yeah. Deal with the wave. Yeah. As, a, as things in life, you know. There could be a big wave coming. And you can kind of dive into it with your hands together like a cartoon diver yeah. and get picked up off your feet and kind of glide for a moment and then land balletically on one toe yeah. and feel just beautiful and grounded. Yeah. But then also, you could attempt that move in the next wave, just get knocked on your ass. Yeah, and some, yeah sometimes it's total luck when you catch the You know, like sometimes you go bodyboarding 
without a board. Yeah. You just sort of <laughs> you just sort of bodying. Yeah. And sometimes it'll just catch you right and take you into shore and it's amazing. It's like we're in a ghost story, as you notice. There's that creaky gate, there's that ding there's that yeah. bell <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ding. And there's nothing to worry about. You're bodying <laughs> under the waves. Ding. I uh and the good thing with me is if a wave flips me over and knocks me under the water, then I'm actually under the water going, actually, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also that's uh, when you do get smashed under, the, under a few waves, you've just got to relax. Yeah, yeah. Because if you fight it too much, you get stressed. Yeah. Then you're fighting for breath more than you need to. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah, and it's a, you're yeah. going to re-emerge. This is the running you know? analogy. Is the sense that, particularly if you're training and you're going far or doing anything where what you're doing on paper is the same. You know what I mean? I'm going to go this far. I'm going to be running about this fast. Yeah. Um, you know, you can be there and going, yep, fine, happy, or yeah. oh, I'm tired, but I'm fine. This yeah. is, every step is killing me. I hate it, I hate yeah. it, I hate it. You know, you can go in a pick and choose. But yeah. also understand that all of those responses are valid, including yes. the negative ones. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you do fight it. You're going to fight it. Sometimes you're going to get angry with the wave for slapping you in the face, even though the wave, well, of course, has no emotions yes. to respond with. Yeah, the wave, it's not personal. The wave isn't personal. No. Yeah. Like I say, it's bigger than you. Well, that's the most irritating thing of all. Sam Murphy's written a book about marathon running, and we're going to have to get her on, actually. Cause yeah, I, absolutely. I saw that the other day. It's a long time since she was on the show. Yeah, Bloomsbury sent us a copy. I had a look. It's called Run Your Best Marathon. Yes. Which I find quite exciting. I'm quite interested to see what she's got to say in these coming well, well, weeks. Well, it feels like a, uh, a sort of classic old school marathon, but really it's just everything's there. It's really good advice, really simply put out, covering every area of it. It felt quite timeless, actually, as a book. Yeah. And... Uh, but it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to do really well. I think, it I think it's sound a really like she's good book. Wildly spiritual in the book, but as a runner, no, 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 no. She's pretty. As a person, she's great for. Um, you know, she's fantastically nature aware. Yes, I love her Twitter feed for that. No, no, she's, she's right. one to go to for the birds. But, she, but she's pretty. Uh, she's pretty practical, and she was saying there. I think we've mentioned before that pain is when you do a marathon is almost inevitable. Suffering's optional. Yeah, yeah. You're going to feel pain. How you relate to that's up to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up to you. And you then know? some people, I think probably neither of us, but some people would really use it, you know, fight it. And go, yeah. Yeah, I'm hurting. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I went into a different character. <laughs> but I am, um, you should have seen the birds. I wish Sam was here right now because you should have seen the birds in Wales. Sitting in the garden on the first day in the sunshine, the, the overhead line thronging with swallows, yeah. goldfinches, twittering, both twittering away. Nice. And then, on other mornings, they were joined by the sparrows in the bushes. Just ridiculous bird song. And then that first day, suddenly they all were put up by a sparrowhawk, diving wow. into the garden like a T-Rex, nice. wanting to get one for lunch. It was intense. Awesome. Yeah. And we saw peregrine falcon coming down off the cliffs and uh, oyster catchers flapping along the waves. It's really something. It's very, uh, it's nice to be in the country. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's also nice to go it to really pubs is. and eat chips. Yeah. We did that a lot in the country as well. 
in the country. We were listening to uh, Paul Gambaccini's. Oh, Paul is it Pop, Pop Picks or something on a on a Saturday where they do different years? Pick of the Pops, take yeah, two. Pick, pick of the Pops. So we and it was. Then uh, Paul Gambaccini is such a fantastic. It was it was 1995 yesterday. So oh wow, it was, roll with it. It, it, was, it was it was Blur Oasis yeah, one or two. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant country house and a row with it, yeah. Oh, money. You know, I, my theory about that is they both played a defensive game. Country house and roll with it aren't their best tunes. They're, they're, they're willfully, actively second-rate songs yeah, for both bands. Yeah. And there's a weird kind of confidence to that as well. Like we can put out a B-team song and the public will love it. And we'll still be able, and it'll still get to the so, top so of the was charts. So was that was that the only time they released it at the same time then? That yeah, they yeah, went head to head. The, it was the next album after their huge albums. Right. Okay. So the, um, oh no, that's not that's not strictly true, is it? Because um, no, it was a, uh, that was true for Blur, but not Oasis. So uh, Oasis were the underdogs in the sense that everyone loved definitely maybe, but they were still an indie band then. Whereas their second album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, was them. They were going to take the world, you know? Right, okay. Whereas Blur had been around for a while, and specifically, they'd already done um, Park, Park Life. Life yeah. So they had Park Life and um, Boys and Girls and Boys. And, you know, not to mention, they'd been around for longer as well with There's No Other Way and songs like this. Right. So they slightly... Oasis had the advantage of them in that sense, because they were the newcomers. But yeah, both of them... Uh, I mean, some might say... You know that some incredible, incredible Oasis single. Yeah, but that was released between albums like they used to in the old days, so that was that was gone. It was weird that Oasis blur thing because I was more into house at the time, so yeah, yeah, I wasn't really. I could see they were both great, but well, I exactly, wasn't that invested in. It. Yeah, it is. It's kind of the looking from here and being negative about it. It is a moment when the beautiful. Freedom, the young generation, the post-80s sense of the 90s that we had as the 90s began after the second summer of love as house music, house. you know, infiltrated music. Um, guitar music and led yeah. to the sound of the Stone Roses and the Happy Mondays and all this stuff. And then you get to the mid-90s and still flying with it, you know, loads yeah. of good stuff coming out of this, heading for, well, just the very beginnings of cool Britannia yeah but it just begins to calcify into something a bit more oh, I don't know sorry partisan old fashioned you know I mean I don't think anyone in 1992 was worried about the north-south divide among yeah. young people who were yeah, having yeah, a good yeah. time but now it's like no we like Oasis because they're the yeah. lucky working class it became some kind of Mank versus London thing didn't yeah. it? which was always a bit dispiriting and then you know, and that kind of follows through into, you know, you've got the Spice Girls who, are, again, were, it's a much more pop music thing, but they were, they were so good. It's such a good energy. Yeah, it was amazing. Such yeah. good songs. But then it all leads into Men Do This, Women Do That, Lads Magazines. Yeah. You know, it just something was lost, even yeah. as something was celebrated and gained. Because it's harder to... The house was so pure yeah. when it first came out. Yeah. yeah. And it was for and even Even the midnight is house was... Garage house and drum and yeah, bass. Yeah, it, it was just a right laugh, you know. Yeah, and it also yeah, it felt like because we all knew people who'd been there at the 
very beginning, it felt, oh, it's so old school, you know. But yeah. it, it wasn't because it was so new. Only a couple of years in. And it was a brilliant time as well, don't get me wrong. It's just the beginning of it becoming more... Well, it's uh, small C conservative, really. I mean, like, for example... Well, maybe it's because more people started to earn a bit of money as well. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe it's linked with a boom. There's a lot of boom going yeah, on. Yeah, and there. exactly. So marketing gets hold of for it. For some people, yeah. And they'll start to turn it into demographics. It's just the nature of life. But when you think about it, that's a year or two later that uh, Radiohead's Paranoid Android yeah. went straight in at number one, did it? Was it number one? Right. And that's Jim, what a time to be alive for that for a Yeah, song that was like amazing, that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. To just slap up the chest. Incredible. Yeah. So it was. Uh, and that they sort were great of. Days. And that Paranoid Android stuff, that was a bit more of a kind of. Reflective sort of discordant commentary on yeah. modern life, wasn't it? The sense it? that things are much yeah, aren't, aren't quite as good as we think they yeah. are, or whatever. Like the difference between if you're going to San Francisco yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's the end of the <laughs> end of the sixties? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, sympathy for the devil. Pleased, pleased to meet you. Hope you know my name. It's a bit like. Uh, Tr- train wreck on Netflix, which is about the when they tried to create recreate. Should we go on the road to the end? Oh, I like it. When they tried to re- just recreate the climbing centre, I just heard beyond those bushes. You can't see them, but just listening to guys bouldering. Say, so guys, I mean men and women. This is it. <laughs> this picture is later on, but if we could have had that picture while the uh, that bell was tonging, yeah. the gate was creaking. So, oh, we should go Asking into the not for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> Do you know, that's funny. I saw that poem on the underground just this oh, week. Brilliant. John Donne. No man is an island unto himself. Each is a part of the whole. The, oh. um, yeah, train, train wreck was I tried to recreate Woodstock in America in like 1999. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a three-day festival. They've done a documentary about it on Netflix. It just absolute carnage. <laughs> just profit motive. Bands like Limp Biscuit and yeah. real sort of... Sort of angry bands and just such a good just appalling, appalling to think that they could do it, you know. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. They just wanted to make some money, I think, but, yeah, and, yeah. and they did. But the kids fought back quite heavily with that one. Yeah. Well, I'm off to my last festival of the season later today. All right, and it's a folk festival. Okay, I won't be there for long, but it'd be lovely. I did the Green Man last weekend, and that was beautiful too. But of course, there's a shape and patterns of festivals now. You know, they know what they're doing and how to do it. Okay. And the best of it is, is a marriage of the, the uh, you know, you have to turn a profit for the thing to run. So you have to be honest about that part of it. Yeah. But also, you can, if you do that well, you can also maintain things like a good community atmosphere, sustainability. A sensible, well-curated festival so that everyone's spiritually and psychologically on the, on the same page, you know. It can be done. I'm doing... I've only doing one festival this summer. I'm doing the farm next weekend. Up Go in, up the stepping stone, the stepping stone. Go the stepping stone. Out together, together. And I'm a bit slightly concerned about it because it's that thing of like you never know how many people are going to be in the tent and all that palaver yeah 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 I'm on last <laughs> and you what just time, don't know do I think it's on a, it's only about sort of hour five or something right right so you just don't know do you well I think they're a lot better at it these days than they were I mean apart right. from anything else being on last at half five or being on last at 
half, half ten, ten like I am. <laughs> yeah. Ten to dovetail it so that people watch comedy then music or music then comedy. As opposed to just slamming them all together and saying good luck with it. Yeah, exactly. Or basically yeah. saying, it don't, uh, comedians, no one's going to be watching you because yeah. they're all watching the band. You'll have uh, 30 kids in front of you. Okay, none okay. of them want to be there and they're all messed up. Again, that was part of the sort of... <laughs> PR of the time was always oh, a bit chaotic, but it was great to be there and what yeah. and that was a, instead of absolute nightmare of a gig. Yeah, yeah. Everyone asleep, sound bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half an hour, I can't wait to forget. Well, it's a funny thing about <laughs> I've never done, never been to Glastonbury, let alone done comedy there. But that was the one festival that always had a comedy yeah. to its credit. But then when I think it was Latitude first. Because Latitude, it doesn't. It was so influential that it doesn't seem like a big thing now. But when Latitude came on, they said it's not just music. There'll be comedy. There'll be literature. You know, yeah. it's an arts festival. Right. But a festival festival as well. And uh, these days, that's what they're all like, or at least yeah. a lot of them are. But um, and then yeah, Glastonbury was shown up. Comedy at Glastonbury was shown up as the night long form nightmare it always been. Right. <laughs> One I've never done. I, I would like to go to Glastonbury. I must say. Yeah. I've got so many mates who go there. Yeah. Some of them are still there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know it hasn't been? It hasn't been appalling to meet up and go for a run on a Sunday, has it? I'm, I'm not making any uh, verbal contact <laughs> doing this in other weeks. Oh no, no, I'm not. I would never say that. <laughs> I've never, but, never. But it I always think I want to. I always assume that you're off to church on a Sunday morning. Yeah, but church is at 12. Right. So my... Uh, so is breakfast, Paul. So my liaison <laughs> with the Lord remains... Sacrosanct. Un- unhindered. <laughs> it's just a matter of getting up I think a little the phrase bit early. liaison with the Lord sounds like something completely different. <laughs> to watch out for. I mean, I've already done that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... Beautiful Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, roll with it is it's quite a bad record. Isn't it? Second yeah. rate. Yeah. A bit like the joke I did about it when I first started out in comedy, which yeah. was supposed to be a bad joke. It was John, about, what was it? Well, see if you can see where I'm going when I say it started with me going to a restaurant with I'll have a roll Gallagher with it. <laughs> and him yeah. ordering yeah. a soup. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, did that soup come on its own? <laughs> and he said, nah, man. <laughs> you got to roll, oh, yeah, roll with it. <laughs> and, I, and now I'm a professional. Incredible, really, when you think of it. Um, but also, I had a... Uh, oh, that's, that doesn't even touch the laboured wordplay that underpinned my very early stand-up set. But that's another story. I remember hey, listen. Oh, go on. the Sunday show with the... We had Gordon Southern and Paul Lamb playing the Oasis Brothers every week. <laughs> Just like really bad impressions yeah, yeah, yeah. and sketches of the Gallagher Brothers. That was the 90s. Magic. We're tired of the 90s. Have it. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, next Sunday... Yes. I'm doing, how long have we been going? I literally might get them. <laughs> um, doing a big half next Sunday. Brilliant, yeah. And uh, as is, oh, by the way, uh, Charlotte Hill, who I ran with last week, you won't have heard that yet, will you? I haven't had a listen to that. It's really know. great. Thank Good. you, Charlotte. She's, Thank you, um, Charlotte. I think it was so lovely of her to run with me. And it was just, it was just really positive because I made contact with her through the big half. 
and uh, big half a partner with a charity thing called the Felix Project and Charlotte's the CEO and they in turn do something quite complicated because they facilitate redistribution of food so sometimes it's food from restaurants sometimes it's ingredients sometimes it's cooked and they work with local charities to get that food from where it's going to waste to where people haven't got food that's a great thing to do it's brilliant it's really good so here's to them and a good thing for us to talk about and you know we were talking about how charitable stuff and running events you know they come together in a really natural way it's all very much to do with the why that we've been talking about you know yeah and uh, but I hope I gave something back because she'd ne- literally never run talks before okay and she was very kind of oh I'm not really a runner she's a great runner she's fit she's good to go yeah you know she had uh, she had Tom Cruise hands so I very oh, much right. envied <laughs> yeah, okay. my rubbish left hand yeah but um <laughs> uh, so Here's to you, Charlotte, next to... Oh, dear. <laughs> that was a little boy who tried to do the... Getting trolled like he by... He the special powers he thought he had. <laughs> yeah. He put both hands up like... <laughs> <laughs> the comments... Brutal. ...from the new generation. But, yeah, so... Uh, good luck, Charlotte, and thanks. And I'll see you at the big half. But I, uh, as we uh, come to the end of this one, come to the beginning of September... Yeah. I've got... Did this... 11 miles of trail, gentle trail, last week. Got this half next week. Running quite hard at park run, so I think that I'll run the half at pace. Yeah. See if I can get a good time. I think that uh, in a vague sense, that'll be something between... I'll be happy if it's under 145. Yes. Um, But I think if I don't fade too much and I do this week right, it should be more like 135. Right. Which is, you know, old school for me. Yeah. And then that's what, that's the first weekend of September. So I'll be five weeks out from uh, Yorkshire. And uh, I don't know if this is a question or a statement. I'm just saying it's interesting to, uh, to note... This balancing act I'm at now, where on the one hand, psychologically I'm trying to refine my running, and physically I've got a knee that doesn't quite work properly. One right. Of and is it hurting? Hand, is it hurting now? No, it's great to run on. Right. Okay. It just doesn't. It doesn't bend all the way. So if I right. sit with my legs at 90 degrees, when I get up, it snaps and it right. hurts. Okay. And I literally, I do a great run, but when I come, I can't, I can't do the stretch where you hold onto your foot. Right. Because I can't, can't bend my stretch. knee that far. Right. Okay. But that's okay. The running's fine. And uh, as I say, apart from the pace isn't really an issue or, you know, it's all coming back. So what, what, what's my training between this half and, and those last five weeks? I'm finding... You've got five weeks. And I'm, and go, I'm yeah. both fit and unfit, basically. Yes. This is the, this is the Schrodinger's training Yes, yeah, situation. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mm. think that I need to not presume I can run a really long way. I think that's the key thing. That just because I did the, th- the, the 100K doesn't mean I don't really need to get those miles up. So I think after, in the five weeks, and early on in the five weeks, in the first two of those five weeks, I need to get the 16 and the 20 mile runs in. Yeah, I think so. I, I, and then, and then I've, I have a three-week taper. Yeah. I mean, I'd be tempted to, to do... It depends. It, because, because the ultra is so different to marathon, isn't it? Yeah. It's so yeah. different in terms of pace and every, just everything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, you're obviously going to be able to run 26 miles, but if you've got any idea of some sort of pace to it I'd try I'd probably try and get an, an 18 and a 22 in yeah possibly yeah. if you can be if you can be bothered no if, I agree because you know. I think what I want what uh, put very as as 
simply to the point of crass, is on the one hand, I want to think, oh, I'm great at running really fast, so the 26 doesn't hurt me as yeah. much. But on the other hand, to run it as fast yes. and as strong as I... Yeah, I love absolutely. that it's Yorkshire, because it is like the, uh, the home marathon. Oh, you know what it is. Yeah, I know yeah. it well, and I really like it, and we've done it. Some other people were asking about Yorkshire Marathon. I mean, what's your memory, I think it's your a great feeling marathon. of it? Yorkshire's a great marathon. It's yeah. a lovely course, really well run, really nice contrast between a big marathon but still retains a sense of intimacy about it yeah and it feels um, like you've got the space to run your run as well yeah there's some nice there's some nice long gentle downhills as well there's a couple yeah of it's not as flat as they say no but, but, it's, but it's not sort of, mountainous no and then you've got that you've got that it's got a sting in its tail right at the very end um but yeah, it's, it's it's a great course. I think you'll know a bit more after this half marathon. Yes, that's true. I think you'll know. I think you might. I think you'll know a lot more, uh, just about sort of whether your muscles are tired and temp and pace and stuff. Um, but I think yeah, I think you should be looking at two two longish runs, just part runs and two and two longish runs and then a three week taper. You know, I really thought for a split second you said I think you should be looking at two two fifty eight two fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think so, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, that, what's the, what's the course like for the for the half marathon next weekend? Oh, it's the Vita. Of, <laughs> oh, it's the, oh, it's the, the it's <laughs> big half, which I really enjoyed. It's uh, last year. It's a uh, um, uh, it kind of it's like the um, East London bit of the London Marathon, but it's different to it as well. So the right. bits that are the same, you do in the opposite direction, right? And bits of it are slightly different. There's a fun. There's a there's a tunnel. You kind of start out at Tower Bridge and go across the north side of the Isle of Dogs, like through a tunnel, and then you you sort of do right angles, like rectangle, tron it through um, back through to Wapping, okay, and then you go through Wapping in the opposite direction, and right. over Tower Bridge in the opposite okay. direction, and back into Greenwich. Right. And I found when I did it before that it re it was it really was like doing four road park runs back to back. Okay. It was really tempting to go really fast. So that's a, that's a nice way of chunking it down, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a tunnel and then there's a sand pit and then there's a slide <laughs> and then it. you put your head in a bucket. Honestly, <laughs> since running in London, it's like, I need it for my attention span. But no, for, you know, the idea of four park runs and a bit, it, it, that's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, you're yes, right, we'll see after See how you get on. See I how you get on. From here, it's think, good yeah. to start trying visualising Yorkshire. And there's a... I really love it as a marathon, but there's a sense that of having done it before. It's like, it's all the good stuff about... It's not... The marathon isn't a training run, but it's like, it's a marathon. It's another mm. marathon. Not not to dismiss it, I'll take that on it, but it's basically in the compass of, of one's experience. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's, there's that quite desolate out and back around 16, isn't there? Uh, where you get York. into the edge of yeah. Stanford Bridge, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you think that's a desolate out and back, you haven't done the Brighton Marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows both courses knows exactly what I'm saying. It's nothing that out and back to the, the halfway stage of the Oxford Marathon. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. compared to. I suppose it's because it feels long. Car chase feels long and flat. Desert, right? Twenty yeah, yeah. to twenty-two. <laughs> oh, I think I might die. That guy seems to have died. Um, <laughs> Let's just die along with everyone else. Should we do this marathon or die here? <laughs> Although, and I do think, actually, uh, Yorkshire Marathon listeners, I find that if you can embrace it, the Yorkshire Marathon chunks down really well because of the long bit of main road in the middle. Mm, mm. And it's tough, as you say, Paul, because it's got hairpins at both ends. Mm. So you hit it, 
go in the wrong direction, do a hairpin, run like seven miles. Yeah. It's probably more like, wait a minute, run like five miles. Yeah. Get to another hairpin, come, and you're and going down a hill and come back up. And all of that is really tough. I'm not sweeping yeah, yeah, that yeah, pill. Yeah. It's just that if you want to take hardship from the marathon, it's all in there. It's all kind of parked for mm, you mm. between 14 and 20 miles. Yeah. And yeah, before yeah. that, it's lovely. You're fit. You're feeling yeah. great. You're running out through the woods and the villages. And after that, you're home. It's really yeah, yeah, hard, yeah. but you're coming down lanes through the villages back into town. So it's very much like a kind of, uh, the, the, the hurt locker is, mm. is quite self-contained. Oh, mm. I'm glad I got to the end of that sentence. I remember, well, I did, I did my three hours three there in York and I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. it One of the key of, things there was not stopping to wee, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Don't get keep behind it. tonks at the water stations. <laughs> That's the other. <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoyed that run. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, but did yeah, you th- think that maybe you'd get sub three there? I think maybe you didn't. Want no, to no, I, it I, I just good into the no, j- no, no. I just didn't think I was up, I was up for it. I thought I, I, well, it was just part of the journey. I wanted to beat sub three five. Yeah. There was just something a bit different about, th- and it was, and it was what it helped me sort my head out about the twenty to twenty five mile sort of period yeah, of the race. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. fell away. I just didn't have a concrete sort of aim for that for that period of the race so you really need to rebuild so it helps that. it really it really helps me yeah. and it left, just left me really strong it gave me a lot of confidence look at how fit we were as well that's yeah. why we both did it and you did you like well did it, did it in three was it three three yeah mm. I did three three oh shame you didn't get some three and there's me like oh I didn't get a PB didn't get a PB I only did it in like did I do it in 319 or 322 mm. we something God, we like fit, that we? no it wasn't as fast as last God, time we were <laughs> doing these we marathons were fit. we'll never see again <laughs> and we're like oh yeah yeah, well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a pair of fools. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.